Welcome to the Ubuntu Nutrition Podcast with your host, Patty. This episode is sponsored by... Today's episode is an exploratory deep dive into comparison and why it truly can be the thief of joy with some practical tips to close out the session. So please sit back, relax, and listen up. Hope you're all doing well. This is podcast number six, and it's going to be a solo session. I'm in my brand new high tech podcast studio, which is just a bedroom that I'm quarantining in in Nantucket, Massachusetts, in the United States, because I've just moved over. This is an island that is near Martha's Vineyard, if you watch the movie Jaws. That is off of Massachusetts, and I've lived here for a few years in the past, and I usually come out every summer and coach basketball camps. So I'm out here for a month or two, enjoy the nice weather, chill the fuck out, record some podcasts, and then I hope to move into Boston for a couple of years, hopefully, we'll see. But yeah. So I'm having to quarantine, but I did actually, interestingly, just get a COVID test up at the hospital, a drive-through COVID test, and oh my God, it was awful. So I've had the COVID test already in Ireland, in Limerick, and it was grand. It was just like the swab up the nose real quick, but one nostril, and it was real quick. But this one, it's both nostrils, and they like, (laughs) they go all the way up, and when they hit the point of where I think it's they're hitting the brain or something they just start swirling it around and you have this like burning sensation so that was not pleasant but yeah hopefully i'll get the results soon and i can get out of here out of this room but for now i'm just going to be quarantining so i suppose plenty more content to come actually a really quick funny story to start this off is when i got that covid test in limerick that time i hadn't i had spent a day in hospital just for um i was getting a checkup on the heart and Sorry about the beeping. This is, there's not, there's going to be a lot of background noise. So I apologize for that. But um, I hadn't eaten all day and they finally said, yeah, you can run out and grab something to eat real quick. So I went out and I just, I went to the vending machine and you know, vending machine. So all I had, all there was, was a dark chocolate bar. So I ate that and I went back in and they just happened to come around and do the COVID test. And she put the swab down my throat and it came out black. And she started freaking out. She's like, oh my God, do you smoke? I was like, no. And I was getting all worried. And finally it came into my head that, oh my God, you just ate a bar of dark, basically black chocolate. And I said it to her and she was like, oh my God, because she was looking really worried. But uh, anyway, that's just a funny little story. So don't eat dark chocolate before you get a throat swab. Okay, so today, as I said, it's a solo session and not going to be a heavy sciencey or evidence-based session. It's just going to be a little... I don't know, exploratory podcast where I discuss something that's kind of near and dear to my heart. And I do think a lot of people, whether it's people that are trying to lose weight, that are currently overweight and have low self-esteem or feeling self-conscious or looking at athletes who feel they can never get to the point that they're striving to and that they're just never happy with where they are. So basically it's an episode about comparison 
and why we need to to kind of direct our attention inwards rather than outwards especially today when social media is such a presence so i am going to give my rationale as always and my rationale here isn't going to be citing some statistical finding or study it's going to be right now social media is bigger than ever and i feel like just from personal experience we are comparing ourselves to a standard that is not attainable because the standard we're chasing are these instagram models these travel vloggers fit grammars who are for the most part i'm not going to paint it with a broad brush or anything like that but for the most part are posting photos in the absolute best of times and most of these photos are highly edited and they're done professionally and these people are full-time working on their physiques because this is their career and this is their source of income and so we have you know the general population striving or i won't say striving i'll say comparing their progress to this unattainable, was it fictional standard? And so are we ever truly going to be happy if we are chasing something that isn't attainable for, you know, 90% of the population? I mean, we can see that it's attainable because we see it in these photos, but like I said, this is their full time gig. It's their source of income. They get to devote 100% of the time. It's the same when you look at professional, you know, basketball players, football players, soccer players. I'd love to be able to go out and do three sessions a day, you know, get into the gym, do a skill session, go and have your team training. But like, that's not realistic for non-professional athletes. And so when you're comparing yourself to professional athletes, these are, this is for football players now in Ireland or basketball players in America that I list, that I know, listen, you need to caveat that with, well, hold on a second. I have a job or I'm in school and hey, I'm doing the best I can right now with the time that I have and the resources I do. So that's my little rationale and the quote I like. I can't remember who it is by. I should have looked that up. Fuck it. Comparison is the thief of joy. Is it Aurelius? Marcus Aurelius? No, I, I'm not sure. I'm sorry about that. Someone else can tell me. But yes, comparison is a thief of joy and I wholeheartedly stand behind that because, and once again, speaking from personal experience, I could be, you know, I could put a few very solid weeks together nutritionally and um, getting into the gym, you know, just everything is, I feel is going well and, you know, I'm shedding a few pounds of fat and feeling great. And Jesus, I can flick open Instagram and you see one photo of some fit grammar and i follow a few and that self-esteem just plummets because you're looking outward but if i had not opened that page or that instagram app and instead maybe pull out a notebook and said well hey look at yourself a month ago fuck you really really progressed that would be much more conducive to you know long-term sustainability of the practices that I felt got me there but now the fact that I'm feeling shit I'm going to be motivated to change them up even though they might be working 
objectively they're working but subjectively when i'm looking outward towards these instagrammers they're not you know so i think that's a very very important rationale for why i'm doing this episode so if you follow me on my social media a little example of how these fake standards can be kind of set or like a big thing for me is i think these photos that people take and post are they're in the best of times and i was just at a wedding out in dingle in ireland just before i came out here and i woke up after a night of heavy drinking we'll just say that my cousin just got married and yeah we partook in excessive alcohol consumption and i woke up and i was like oh damn you're looking lean as fuck and so all i wanted to do was take a photo so that i'd have that because i'm like geez yeah you're doing well but that's not what was really happening i was dehydrated right I was dehydrated and you know when you wake up in the morning you're leaner because your body is stretching out and so I could have taken that photo and posted it just straight up and I'm setting this standard because that was actually I was feeling like shit I was feeling the fear coming on that was in the worst of times but I if I had posted that picture people didn't know I was out drinking I mean I did have a sore headed look on me but people didn't know that and I've now put this photo out that you know maybe some of the followers or my friends are looking at saying ah fuck Pat's very lean there isn't he Jesus but I wasn't very lean I was dehydrated and so that's what's happening things like this little acts like that and they're all contributing to the this image this unattainable image I think I believe and yeah so I just believe that we are living up to this fictional standard and how can we ever be truly happy if we're chasing a goal that cannot be attained you can quote that put that in the bank anyway so this is going to be a very short episode i only have about 10 minutes left it's going to be a 20 minute episode because the acoustics in this room are shite this where i'm quarantining so and i know you can hear the wind and the sirens in the background there's a wind turbine right outside my house here in nantucket so it's not ideal and there's the wind again more exploratory rationale as i said something i believe that is occurring rather than something that is very evident in the research you know just looking outwards instead of inwards for comparison but when we're looking at it more objectively towards weight loss oh my god that's the fairy horn (laughs) when we're looking at looking at it objectively towards attaining a weight loss goal performance trying to improve race time speed athleticism strength one rep max this is when it becomes also very important these professional sports stars will say for an example we'll take like a a running event you you don't compare someone's when someone goes into a training block you know a three-month training block You look at their progression as how much they improved from their time in the three months prior. You don't compare it to someone else's time right now. I mean, they do race against each other, but for an athlete's progression, you don't compare it to another athlete. You compare it to themselves. And that's just, that's what makes sense. That's logical. However, we seem to want to compare to others. 
So there's that there's that quote, and I know Rob Lipset. I think Rob Lipset maybe pioneered it, but I might be wrong there. He might have got it from somewhere. But don't compare your day one to someone else's day. I don't know one hundred, and that's so true. You need to compare where you are now to your previous self. And if you feel you've progressed and you've been, you know, in adopting healthy habits and a healthy diet, more training and, you know, regular exercise, then you need to compare yourself where you are now to where you were three months ago, rather than to where, rather than where you are now to someone that you might be following or looking up to, because you're never, you're never going to achieve your goals if you're doing that. Okay. Stop saying okay. So yeah, that's just my example of you're never going to achieve your goals objectively if you're comparing yourself, if you're looking outward. Because as I said, that example with myself is I might have lost, you know, a few pounds and really leaned out. And, you know, I go through these cycles, like right after my master's, I'm after leaning out a good bit because I just had way more time to train. And that just comes back to the, you know, the amount of time I was able to devote it, the time I was, I was able to train and the amount of time I was now able to put into prepping my meals and eating well-balanced meals. Whereas when I was doing the masters, I was eating two meals a day and, you know, I didn't really care much for the nutritional density or anything like that. So, so I leaned way out, but, and I felt fantastic. And I actually remember a specific example of opening Instagram one day. And I just looked at myself in the mirror and said, Jesus, I feel great now. And I opened it. And I looked at one of these grammars that I, I follow a few fit, fitness influencers, which I'm trying to unfollow, but sometimes they give, you know, good motivational quips or anything. And I swear to God, I was like, oh, fuck, what are you talking about? You're so far off. What are you, you're, you're convinced yourself of bullshit here. Now, okay, maybe, maybe I was getting too high and mighty where I was feeling myself a bit too much, but it was insane the the change in mindset just from opening Instagram. And I suppose that's a great segue into my tips because yeah, I'm almost done this episode and that wind in the background is killing me. So some tips for you guys, and these aren't, we're going to say evidence-based at all. These are just things that have helped me. First is unfollow profiles on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, I think primarily Instagram, that they're not providing any substance or information. And when you look back, you're only getting these perfect images from them, these topless photos or these bikini photos, or they're living the life in these glamorous destinations, but they're not providing you with any value. So any anything you can take away and directly apply to your life. I mean, a motivational quote every now and then. Beyond that, are they providing any substance? And if not, just just unfollow them. You don't need to follow them. Just unfollow them or even block them. So that's the first tip. The next tip is obviously just start looking inward. Stop comparing yourself to someone else's. Stop comparing your day one to someone else's day 100. Just look inward. How was I a month from today or a month ago? Apologies. Have I improved since then? Even if it's the most 
arbitrary little things like, wow, now I'm drinking a bit more water. Or, you know, I've taken my multivitamin every day this week. Or I'm hitting 10,000 steps. Just things like that. That's that's progression. It truly is progression. And, you know, that will set you up. And it'll give you the, not the motivation, the, what is it? The, sorry, the momentum. So a big thing for me when I'm coaching people is I want them to build up momentum. Because momentum will carry you through. And it'll keep you going. You know, like, if you're, when people have those breakout weekends or these cheat meals, it's harder to get back on the wagon, we'll say. But if they go a weekend where they, you know, they adhere to their general diet, on Monday they feel fantastic because they've put together two weeks now instead of that one week usually that's broken or separated by a weekend of indulgence. And so I always try to help people capture that momentum. And so how do you capture that momentum? You compare yourself to yourself a month ago or three months ago or even yesterday. As not bad or good, but rather, you know, energy and I'm, I'm eating foods that I love while fitting them into, you know, my calorie goals. I'm eating when I'm hungry. I'm drinking enough water, as I said, just little things like that. And each... Each habit or each improvement that you identify, they will compound and they will push you on and they will build up your self-esteem and yeah, I think just help motivate you to keep going and to keep on that track and to increase the rate of improvement on that track. Do you know what I mean by that? What I mean, why did I ask a question? It's not like someone's going to answer me, but... If you're, if you have one or two little habits that you're improving on and you identify them, that might actually push you to slightly increase that improvement curve where now you're actually, you're really focusing on your calories. You're making sure you're hitting that deficit. You're bringing in a couple more habits and that it just, I just think it compounds. So the tip number two there is to look inward and compare yourself to your past self rather than someone else's present self. So that is number two. Number three is to have more than just weight-related goals. And I suppose I just kind of covered that. But if you have one overarching six-month weight-related goal, you might have just gone through the best six months of your life in terms of nutrition and exercise. You might be exercising five out of seven days. You might be... Your, your nutrition for the most part might be on point and you're feeling fantastic about it but you came up short in your weight loss goal and I've mentioned this before it's not as easy as this but you come up short on your we'll say 10 pound weight loss goal in six months you're going to feel shit because that was the one goal you had and you didn't make it no matter how much you've improved you came up short on that one overarching I call it a macro goal so my tip is to have more than weight related goals and that's for people that are trying to increase muscle mass or lose body fat losing weight you know for you know people that are trying to improve athletic performance have more than just a time you know am i improving my recovery am i improving my sleep am i setting myself up so that i can improve my time in the future but if you didn't improve your time by the amount outlined by your coach or yourself 
you've come up short again, even though you really haven't. You've improved immensely. But in your mind, in your unconscious brain, you're telling your brain, hey, we came up short. These tactics aren't working. Let's switch it up. And that all, I just, I think the power of the unconscious mind is crazy. So that is number three. So first is unfollow profiles that aren't providing substance. Number two is to look inward and compare yourself to who you were, would say yesterday rather than someone else today. Number three is to have more than weight related or performance related goals. And then number four is stop being aesthetically driven. Is in different individuals can get to different lean or levels of leanness a lot easier than others. And you know, some people can be in the best shape of their lives and not have a six pack or not, not look shredded. They can be in the best shape of their lives. It's just their body type. So when you're putting 100% of your reflection or reflective capacity, oh Jesus, that's definitely not even a thing, into a, an aesthetic, an aesthetically driven goal, you're going to come up short. You know, like, okay, so an example is with fellas who get worried about doing leg days. Some people just have thinner legs, right? They have longer limbs and they have thinner musculature. And yes, it's definitely possible for them to increase the cross-sectional area of the muscle, but they're just going to, you know, you look at their parents and their, their dad has fucking stick legs. It's I actually, this is, I'm describing my situation. When I was in college, the lads always used to say, I have jumper's legs. Well, I used to say that. They used to say I have skinny legs. And I'm a basketball player, so I was like, I oh, know, lads, it's a jumper's leg. Jumper's legs, even though I could barely jump over a phone book. But if you're 100% aesthetically driven, you're once again setting this up where you're trying to chase a goal that is unattainable. You know what I mean? Because you might be genetically predisposed to not reaching that perfect physique. Okay? And so that is number four. Number five is kind of going back to having more than a weight-related goal, and it's track micro-progressions rather than macro-progressions. And this is also encompassing the momentum idea that I mentioned earlier, where you're trying to build up momentum as much as possible. And how do you do that? You assess your progression every single fucking day. Damn, yeah, I fucking boss today. Jesus, yeah, I did fucking well. You go to bed positive, ready for the next day. You wake up next day, ready to attack it because you know at the end of that day, you're going to do another reflection. Rather than trudging into a six-week diet program where you're not going to have a reflection until the end of the six, six weeks and you're not going to be able to give yourself that metaphorical pat on the back for six weeks. So basically... You're going into this six-week grind. And that's where I think dieting fear comes from. Just, oh, fuck, I'm starting this diet Monday. But rather, what if you think about it like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm starting this healthy movement tomorrow and, Jesus, tomorrow evening, I can't wait to see what I've, I've done that day. And then, I guarantee you, if you've installed some healthy habits and you feel good Monday evening, Tuesday will be, you'll be buzzing to get up Tuesday and do it all again because you're giving that yourself that affirmation that fuck yeah, 
You are a badass. Give yourself that affirmation every single day. Track micro progressions. Did I drink my water? Did I hit my water goals? Did I eat five to seven fruit and veg? Did I eat only when hungry? Did I avoid mindless eating? Did I practice portion control? Did I not restrict some foods that I love? Or that could be phrased, did I integrate some foods that I love while maintaining or while adhering to my, let's say, dietary goals? And so that is number five. And number six for me is just a little one. I don't know if this is something for everyone, but don't look at the phone in the morning or last thing you do going to bed. Because last thing you do going going to bed, you're going to sleep for the next six to eight hours, hopefully eight hours. And whatever outlook you go to bed with, you're going to hold that or retain that to some degree. And it might even direct your dreams for the next six to eight hours. And in a similar way, in the morning when you wake up, and this is something that all these entrepreneurs always, they always preach, if the phone's the first thing you look at, all you're gonna do is just be reminded about how little you're doing or how little you have. And you're going to cast this negative bias on the rest of the day. So if you had avoided that and instead pulled out a journal and wrote down three things that you do have, and I'm not trying to tell everyone to journal every day, even though it's a really, really valuable activity, I think. I try to do it almost every day. It's tough sometimes. But instead, if you write down in a journal three things you're grateful for, three things you want to do today, you're looking inward again. And you're waking up with now a more positive bias. I can do this stuff. So much. I have so much to be thankful for. Wow, life's fucking easy. Life is easy. I might be small, a small bit overweight, but... Jesus, that's... You know, I'm going to work towards that now because I don't have it so bad. But once again, if you look at Instagram, damn, that that guy is really ripped or she looks great in the bikini. Fuck, what am I doing with my life? Ah, fuck this. I cursed a lot there now, sorry about that. But anyway, that is it. So tips real quick. Unfollow accounts that don't provide substance. Number one, look inward. Don't compare your day one to someone else's day 100. Compare yourself to where you were yesterday or, you know, few weeks or months ago have more than weight related goals or performance related goals stop being aesthetically driven track micro progressions not macro progressions and don't look at the phone in the first thing in the morning or last thing in the evening and people that is it i'm hoping to get this up on wednesday evening so hopefully i did my live instagram draw and i wish you all the best of luck in that i am going to leave the programs available so you can actually still get a free nutrition guide and the meal guide that I made until Saturday so I'm going to post another post about that because I was actually not delighted with the um, the turnout on that I think it might have been people might have been distracted by the fact that there were all the prizes and they didn't realize they could receive that free guide so I only got about 120 questionnaires for the guide so I sent out 120 nutrition guides but on the other giveaway I did I did over 300 was it over three or over 270 or something like that so obviously this one came up a bit short on that but anyway 
Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a fantastic hump day. Thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of the Ubuntu Nutrition Podcast. If you haven't already, could I please ask you to leave a rating? All you have to do is scroll down on Apple Podcasts and a review if possible. It really helps me improve my credibility when recruiting guests to the podcast, which I hope to have a lot of. Lastly, I just want to quickly mention the six-week Ubuntu Weight Loss Challenge that is beginning on the 1st of October. Signups open mid-September, and if you want to know more about this brilliant challenge, just email me at ubuntunutrition at gmail.com or go to www.ubuntunutrition.com. Thank you so much and have a fantastic day.